Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. The wait is finally over, and sport is back on Now TV. It's lights out and away we go! Where you can watch Sky Sports, Premier Sports, and BT Sport together and all without a contract. What a fantastic part. So whether there's a day, week, or whole month of action you just can't miss, you can now stream the lot. Oh, it's a fabulous goal! This is your sport on your terms. Search Now TV Sports to find out more. 18 plus content streamed via internet. Full terms apply. Phil Tiger. Slacker Podcast. Hello, Slackers. Welcome to another episode of the Slacker Podcast. Recorded live in lockdown. We are in Brighton um, at the moment, and do you know, like, not, not much has changed over the last couple of weeks. My my updates are kind of like the the calls that I have with my mom at the minute. Normally, phone her like you know once every two days. Well, any crack? No. All right, cool. <laughs> Chatty in two days' time. Um, it is getting a little bit boring, but the one thing that has kind of saved lockdown is me and my missus have been talking about getting a dog for the last 18 months two years and as you can hear in the background the new addition to the family little rebel taggart isn't rebel such a cool name um has joined and she's kind of like whining in the background because she wants to get up on the sofa to chill we've got a little little pup which is definitely makes lockdown way better and we just wanted a pup anyway, so great times. Um, but you're not here to listen to my pup, although that would make a pretty good podcast. You're here to listen to this brand new episode, which is with um, the two characters from O Wonder. They invited me into their house um, uh, at the very, very beginning of the year uh, in London. And my God, wow, their, their house is so nice they've built a studio out the back of um their gaff as well so that's where we did the did the majority of the talking they brought to me uh, a demo the very 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 first demo um that they ever did uh, it was before i think they even had a name um they were just doing a writing session together and it kind of all sparked off from there i think they were initially called wonder wonder 
And then they went to Oh Wonder. This dog is looking at me with the biggest puppy dog eyes. I need to put him up on the sofa. Come here, Rebel. Come here. Come here. Is this like a a famous podcast dog now? Like Adam Buxton's dog? Rosie? There we go. He's up on the sofa as a happy girl now. Um, and yeah, they're, they're just, just wonderful people. Like I've had a, a big relationship with them from the very beginning um from being the first to play their stuff on the radio to trying to sign them to my record label so it was it was good to hang out and shoot the breeze and hear what they've been up to since the sort of beginning of the story and yeah just, just two nicer dudes you'll never meet if you want to support the podcast you can in the usual ways big up to everybody who's been helping um the podcast along on patreon uh patreon.com forward slash the slacker podcast i know money's tight at the minute for the majority of people if you want to support it that is absolutely up to you and if you don't and you want to just listen to this for free as usual then i am totally okay with that as well it is it is what it is uh also the slacker's guide to the music industry the book i wrote uh, i'm not going to go in on a big sell on it it's it's out there. You can get it from philtaggartslacker.com. And yeah, I think that's that's pretty much it. Oh, I'm starting to do some live streams. I haven't actually done one as this is recorded. I think, what is it, May 4th as I'm recording this? I'm going to do my first um, live stream. Oh yeah, wow, P-Tag, amazing a live stream. But I've actually gone full in. I've bought a green screen. Um, I've got loads of crazy effects. Um, I'm going to do loads of like pirate radio style shout outs and play loads of really wavy chill music so i'm going to start doing that on my instagram and my twitch page and my facebook page normally it's at philly taggart wherever you get it um yeah that's pretty much it i'm gonna go back to spoiling the shit out of my dog because she's the best big up rebel taggart here we go the slacker podcast with a wonder in three in two in one Anthony and Josephine from O Wonder. I'm sitting in the most delightful studio. I'm not going to give your address away. I could, like, <laughs> I've got it on my phone. <laughs> Maybe I'll put your postcode underneath. And drop the, a pin. Yeah. In the description. Coordinates, perfect. Um, the 100% of O Wonder. <laughs> I'm, I love, like, I love like, recording um, these these podcasts out in people's houses. Like, I can actually stare out of your studio right now, and your dog is sitting on the sofa. Like it's watching TV, but staring back at me. It's weird. <laughs> She's does she look sad? Uh, it just looks like like interested. Like give it uh, half an hour, she look very sad. Yeah, it fe- yeah. it feels like the dog is watching the podcast as if this is a TV series, <laughs> as if she's the producer. Yeah, exactly. Hit me up, Channel Four. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll we'll get this on late night. Very very cheap to make. Very cheap. Except oh, Wonder's fee's ridiculous. <laughs> this is how you have to pay for like a lovely house and yeah. studio, studio like it's this. The dog's fee that pays for it. <laughs> um, how are you guys doing? I'm, I catch you sort of in the in the middle of January here. Middle of Jan. This is all going off. We've, we're off to Bangkok tomorrow morning. Yeah. And Sydney for a day. Um, we've just got the 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 vinyl, our our finished Which vinyl you saw in the kitchen. Uh, yeah. That arrived this morning. It's a big day. 
It's a big, big day. day. I actually Started. saw you unboxing your vinyl, <laughs> which, which is a very, very special moment in a in a band's career when when you get the actual physical copy of the album. Does, does like when you when you unbox it, does it make it feel a little bit more real? Definitely, because yeah. we've just been looking at PDF proofs from our best friend is like our designer, and he's sending PDF proofs. It's just not real, and it's like ah, uh, it's on a screen. You don't really know what it is, and then it comes. You're like, wow, yeah, it actually exists. It's I love vinyl because it is. I don't know, nowadays it's so intangible music, right? You make it on a computer, you don't, sometimes you don't even play an instrument, you don't touch it, it just goes on Spotify. There's an, and to hold the vinyl, you're like, I've made, mm. I've contributed something physical to the world. It's like quite emotional, actually. It, it's mad to think that because like for, for a band that lived so much online in the very early days, like the the, yeah. the, the, the physical has become so so important. Yeah. You, you actually had like a whole new range of merch and stuff that was in there as well. Oh, yeah. Got it all. Postcards. Don't you worry about it. We got you sorted. This is where you pop up the link. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Podcast, right? By now. <laughs> it'll, it'll, it'll be baskets. just under the link that's perpetually underneath my podcast, which just says, buy my book, The Slackers Council Music Industry. <laughs> Um, so yeah, like we we have we have uh, we have sort of history, I I, I guess, um, like going going way back to when when you guys just started. Mm. I was like, the, you reminded me, and I, tr- the, yeah. I I tried to play coy. <laughs> <laughs> you played it so cool, like what was I? Um, you were the first person to ever play our music on the radio. First time it was on the airwaves. Um, and Amazing. we were just reminiscing about how we didn't actually send it to you. But we just got, well, I think we must have got an alert or something. We, we, I don't even know how we found out, but someone was like, Phil Taggart's just played your own. Do you know what it is? It's a Radio 1 music bot. It finds your oh, Twitter yeah, and it, and it, it. just that comes up is. every time you play. Yeah. And it alerts you. I had notifications on because obviously no one was tweeting us. So anytime anyone would tweet us, it would be like, oh, someone's either be, had like seven followers. And you played us on Radio 1 and we were so confused because yeah. we hadn't sent it to you. I think it was like the first song we released as well. Yeah, like I think I think I think it was like I just like I came across it on SoundCloud and just thought, wow, this is great. I think I played it quite a few times, and I just started my record label at that point as well. And I went into like Sony where I was running the record label mm. out of, and I was like, guys, can we sign a wonder to the label? <laughs> to the label? And they were like, I remember having a good conversation about it as well. And like I spoke to your manager once or twice, and and I went back in and I went to the major record label again, going. Guys, can I have some money to go and sign a wonder to my label? And they were like, yeah, but they want to release a track every month and then put an album out at the end of it. And then they were like, we're not giving you the money. <laughs> terrible business plan. Yeah. yeah, terrible business plan, but really good and everyone for does the fans. Now. Yeah. And yeah. and yeah, yeah, everybody does it now. <laughs> yeah. It worked like for us. Probably, yeah, probably not financially. People great, are but... going real hardcore at it as well. Like novelist, a rapper who I've had on the podcast and... and um, in this first series, I think, uh, is doing a song every week. That's a lot. That's yeah, a lot. Just a little bit. That's it's, that's is that imp- is that's impressive. If they're all that's good, impressive. it's impressive. Yeah, it's impressive. If, if they're, they're all, all terrible, it's it's still quite, impressive. It's a good feat. It's quite difficult to get fifty-two hits, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> <laughs> One more chance of getting Your it. Your odds though, are better though. Yeah. yeah. Or are they? Does it? I don't know. <laughs> that graph is interesting. I don't know how that looks. <laughs> If you could supply us with a graph, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. Right, so we're going to play the demo now. Um, We're going to play a demo of a track called Boulders. Is this the first song you guys ever wrote? 
Um, there was one other, but I, I don't think we ever recorded yeah. it because it was that bad, so we couldn't send you that. But this was probably the first demo we ever had. Yeah, it's the first thing we ever recorded onto a. I mean, it's a phone recording. It's super old school. Okay, I'm gonna blast into it now. <laughs> But don't 
douche. Oh, that's four minutes, 20. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> that was uh, a Wonder Demo, or should I say Wonder Wonder Demo? Because that's what you were yeah. called back then, right? It, yeah, it was. People really it wasn't it. even, wonder, I Wonder wasn't born. It was like, that was two years before we started a band. It was just us the hanging big, out yeah. and writing. Do you have a timestamp for that demo? Do you know when that was recorded? Yeah, I do. It would have been the start of 2012. And when did a Wonder become a, a thing? About, about two years later. So how did you get to that point? Actually, I want to talk about the demo a little bit just before we get to that. Like, was that one of the, was that like a eureka moment, that that track where you knew that there was something in this? I think that was one of the first times we'd ever sung together. Because I'm yeah. like singing on the last chorus. And every time we sing together, it would just be kind of cool and natural. And writing felt really quick. Remember that song was like 15 minutes. Yeah, I think it was the first, that, that song, not necessarily that, it's it was like an amazing song, but I think it was like you're like oh we've only just kind of started hanging out and writing, and we're already writing like songs. Like I I'm still proud of that song. It's you know it probably never do anything, but it's a lovely concept, and it was quite an honest and vulnerable thing to write in the presence of mm. someone that you don't really know, and I think it just set a precedent of like we have a connection, a creative musical connection, um and 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 a and a, and a friendship it was at that time where we can be like really vulnerable with each other. Like mm, that's really yeah. rare um, in some way. Was that like um, set up as like a, a session? Like like as in I'm going in to work with somebody to, to write a song or was it two friends making music? So initially I was producing your stuff before this, right? No, this is what this predates all of that. Oh, wow. It's like one of the first things we ever did together. Then yeah, it would have been you so basically, one of our friends like linked us. Yeah. It was like, you should write with me or I should produce your music or something. So I was doing a split EP with a friend and um, he was like, oh, my mate. Well, he and used to come and tour with me and play keys. Yes. And yeah. he was like, I know a guy that would be good to produce this. And I met you. And that was probably written six weeks to two months after I met mm. you. I, uh, my theory is that you just really fancied me and wanted to just keep <laughs> coming around. You and go. you were just inventing excuses like, why don't we write a song together? I actually wasn't even a songwriter. I was like, I need to be a songwriter. Was just like, how do we find something that we have in common? I quit my bank job and I just yeah. started songwriting. It's like, you know, when you like see somebody maybe that you like and you see, you know that they walk a certain street every day and you're like, well, I'm going to walk that street so I can... And then it's a dead end. See it's their house. <laughs> yeah. Awkward. Hey, you in the bushes. <laughs> That was me, basically. Yeah. I mean, like, it w what's really turned out of it is, like, you know, something, you know, like a, a lasting relationship and a lot of love and all the rest of it. But, you know, like, the idea of, like, a, somebody coming in to do a session and a producer fancy and the person coming <laughs> in, like, it, does, it could, could, could have started a little bit more seedy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's definitely a thing as well. Yeah. Oh, I've mate, it was mutual. I was very willing to facilitate a songwriting session in my garden. So it wasn't there a casting couch situation then? <laughs> <laughs> there was no camcorder. Okay. Yeah, that so she knew of. Yeah. <laughs> Just look up into the corner. Then. <laughs> um, how how did you record that demo? What way was it um, made? Um, iPhone. iPhone five, probably. Yeah, voice recording. Oh, it sounds pretty good for an iPhone five. I th iPhones. We now use pixels, but iPhones. The compression on the mics is unreal, and they just sound amazing. There's so many like records out now that have iPhone recordings in them. Didn't Lily Allen make make her last record on like a laptop or something? That, yeah. yeah, like like with a laptop, like singing into a into laptop. laptop. I think maybe Bombay, you know, the the Floors album? Yeah. I think I remember hearing a story of, like, when he was making it, he did a lot of just through, like, you know those old kind of weird PC mics? Uh -huh. So, like, he just did a lot of it on that. 
That's how insane. I laid all my music in, when I was 16, 17. I bought a, a, a USB mic from Curry's or Comet. Comet, do you remember that? <laughs> there you go. It's not even Curry's anymore. It's yeah. Curry's PC World, mate. <laughs> you're dating you yourself, Josephine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. It was like seven pounds. I just recorded everything into that. It sounded great. Yeah. And now we're all trying to chase that sound. <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah, it is mad that like people will spend thousands and thousands and tens of thousands of pounds trying to get things to sound lo-fi. When <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All you really need is just shit gear. Yeah, hundred <laughs> um, percent. Like, did you have like a grand ambition with with the music that you were making at that stage? Like with that song, Boulders. Like, did you think, right, we're going to put this out? It's going to be great. Like, did you know how it was going to come out? Was it going to come out as a wonder? Was it going to come out as your solo project or yeah i did a de i then did a demo of it myself with strings and stuff more professional demo um for a solo project and i think mm. we just got so excited by uh the idea of writing songs that after that song we wrote probably 10 more songs in that year and mm -hmm. that was the year um it would have been the year after that we we then made our pact no it was that year 2012 oh my goodness so that was written at the start of 2012 we probably wrote 10 songs you'd come around kind of every other weekend yeah i'd make you a terrible lunch and then we'd write a bad terrible. song and then at the end of that year we made a pact to become a songwriting partnership and get a publishing deal together because mm. we were so enjoying writing together yeah neither of us had ever found someone to write with well, i mean the, the fact that you decided to write like to get a publishing deal instead of saying Let's get a record deal. I mean, yeah. to, to, if you want to be an artist and out in the limelight, you'd like the first thing you talk about is getting an, a record deal, not a publishing deal. Mm. Like publishing deals are for, you know, songwriters. Like, was that was that like a was that the, as far as you thought you could take it? As in, like writing for other people rather than doing it he, yourselves? We'd never wanted to do it for ourselves. I still maybe it wasn't in our mind. I still think I'm a songwriter more like first, yeah. mm -hmm. and the fact that we play shows and record our own songs is like an incidental thing it's like oh that's just a bonus yeah i think we yeah we don't see ourselves which is, which as is much really as... backwards um but maybe that's why it works maybe because because it, the way you approach it is so unassuming that it's relatable you know and it also takes the pressure off like being an artist when you actually don't see yourself as an artist oh yeah i can't imagine being defined by like you like you are you as an artist, that 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 is that is that is everything. Yeah, you we are the product. Our songs are the product. You are of the product. Us. That's what I mean. So yeah. the idea of somebody writing songs for you and you having to go out and learn the choreography for three and a half I mean, minutes. I love that. That's the fourth album. Me. Yeah. Are you kidding? No. <laughs> I mean, I mean, no, no, no. no. That I couldn't do it. Be funny it's just a it. different like art form to me. That yeah, it's a, a total art form in itself. I just, it's never. I could never. See they are they are two completely different things. Yeah. There, there is, there is a creativity to that as well. But I think if you, oh, completely, yeah. if you want to be that style of pop star, the one that has the, the music fed to them, um, oh, there's a dog looking sad now. There you go. Um, if you're, if you're one of those uh, artists that the, the music's fed to them and the image is fed to them, you have to be very comfortable with other people telling you what to do, really. And yeah, I can't imagine you guys are really. No. no. Well, you've got your own studio and you've produced everything, wrote everything yourself. I can't imagine record label or or no. somebody in the industry coming in going guys have you thought about shaving your head yeah. <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah totally and i think that's a that's the result of doing it yourself for 10 years before i wonder and having to be the one that was driving your ford fiesta to glasgow to play to seven people with your keyboard in the back and unloading it and plug it in and yeah, that just get, loading it back you. again and 
settling up with the guy for the 30 quid and dry. you just did everything mm-hmm. and you and you did a, we did our own demos because we didn't have any money to pay anyone else to do anything you like learn, yeah I learned how to produce because we couldn't afford so you become producer, really entrepreneurial so. and then you start enjoying that feeling of just being so self-sufficient it's so empowering. I think like anybody who is a, a deep fan of you will know that you paid your dues over the years in, in, in other acts and doing various different bits and pieces. But maybe people who aren't might know that like you, you have sort of earned your stripes and like gone through the, the slog that slog. you yeah, kind of yeah. you need to as a, yeah, yeah. as a beginning musician. So like sort of take me back to the beginnings of your sort of musical careers. Um, so I started writing songs at school with um one of my best friends when i was 13 and then we just started a band and every weekend we play it there was called the multicultural center in aylesbury and there was like always fights outside but there was always punk playing inside so we we're in like punk ska bands and then started taking it more seriously and then we started being like a kerrang rock sound kind of band it was quite, my friend uh, had a poster of anthony on her wall oh really my best like- friend yeah so like Creepy. when you say a Kerrang rock sound sort of band, that's <clears> like, that's what a lot of bands would be like going. We would love to be in that, but you were actually in it. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was it was a really fun time. Like when being like I was like nineteen. Or I thought you were so touring. famous when I met you. I was like, this so man is <laughs> this man <laughs> this man is so successful. Yeah, were you a, were you a fan of his band? What band was this, by the way? This is a band called Futures. We were called. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, did the whole thing and. What I'm really grateful for, we like signed a record deal to Universal, who we're signed to now, and it all went completely wrong. But <laughs> I'm so glad it did, because now going into a, the band that I'm in now, like I'm not wary of the industry. I'm just, I oh, know wow. that I have to be in control of what, everything that I do. What went wrong? Because like you always, you do hear about artists talking about an in, a, a, them sending to a, 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 mm. a record label and it going wrong. But what what is it that actually goes wrong? I th- for me, it was, it's, it was as if the goal was to get a record deal. Once you had the goal, you're like, oh, sweet. Well, this is where someone else kicks in and they do the hard work now and that's fine. I just sit back and it all happens. That's not true. You have to work 50,000 times harder to actually mm-hmm. get something that you're happy with because there's more people being involved. And also, record labels move on very quickly from acts, as you know. So it's you have to stay in their head the whole time and that's really hard especially if you don't, you're not surrounded by good managers or... So I learned after that to surround myself with better people. It, it is mad to think, like, you have to beat the whole of the 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 rock, like, all the rock bands in the UK to get onto that label. Mm. And you're like, yeah, we got there. Yeah. We've made it. Now life's go- like, time for Easy Street. And then you have to spend the time on the label trying to impress them so much that they care about you because yeah. like you can very easily fall down the premier league table into the relegation zone where you get dropped exactly oh, yeah but i That's don't it. think that ever stops i think you're mumford and sons and you're still like we're a legit very successful band headlining festivals but you still always have the next album to make and you're only ever as good as the last thing you put out oh totally so i, th- I think yeah, that yeah. that is just the music industry you're just like I do, I do believe and there's that always you're... like new people coming up to you always having to like prove that you're still yeah. Do do you do you still have that? Like, do you have that with 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 this record? Like, uh, like some people say that once you finish the record and you're happy with it, then you've won already. But at the same same point, like you know, to stay on a, a major record label or like you know, you have to keep it has to keep being successful and they have to mm-hmm. keep liking it. But I kind of feel like if that all fell away tomorrow it doesn't really matter because you've got a massive fan base and uh, you could just keep on going 
Right. So I, I, yes to both of those feelings. I guess we're really fortunate in that because we can tour and we can, you know, we're self-sufficient and we can make our own music. We're not reliant really on anyone to make, to write a song, record it, put it on the internet and then go and play in Kuala Lumpur. Mm-hmm. Like we don't need anyone else to help us with that. But being on a record label is awesome. Um, you know, working with creative people and having... I don't know, just so much like support. You know, we were on a call last night with a with our label and like a digital team at six o'clock on a Monday, and you're just like, you're all giving up an hour of your time because you you care about my band. That's an unbelievable yeah. feeling. It that <laughs> means a lot. So I guess, yeah, there's when like a, you, when they are behind you and you have like great relationships with the label, yeah, you really do, and they give us so much space to, like, we didn't really send them any demos from this album. They were just like. You guys are smashing it. Just do what you do. And that's exactly what we want from them. Oh, and then like, when we need them, when we're like, do you guys, like, can you help us find a photographer? Can you help us, like, design this? They're like, yeah, of course. I mean, that's the dream because that's, like, all the real hard shit that you have to do. Like, I run a DIY label and, it's like, when the band comes to me to go, can you do this? I'm like, going, shit, I have to do all this myself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's quite difficult, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like, they're, they're, I think people underestimate how much stuff has to be done to get a piece of music out. Oh, my Lord. It, that The admin, like, there'll be some weeks where you're doing 96% admin and yeah. 4% is kind of loosely creative. And writing a song is just, like, in the speck in the distance. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, that's the one thing I, I didn't know would, would, would happen is that yeah. you're running a business. As, as, as like gross as that sounds and the like, bigger it gets the harder it is to keep on top of and there's so many moving parts like you know this morning in just this morning which is like three hours we've like shipped off 2000 vinyl that we were booklets that we were signing up until one in the morning last night we've approved a merch thing we've sent off we've designed a tube poster the a and r from our label came around and we played him six demos and he, we worked out the next plan for the releasing we've written a job list of this and you're just like we haven't done anything creative, but we've been working really hard. Yeah, yeah. And it's weird because you're like It's a different muscle, isn't it? You blink and you're six weeks in, you're like, I haven't I haven't made any music. Well, I'm a I'm a musician. I haven't made any music, but like I'm I'm killing the business side, but I never watched Netflix now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Man. <laughs> Do you remember those days? Yeah. Yeah. Um th- tell me a little bit about your like your career sort of like starting out. Um did, did you were you on like the posters and rock sound and Kerrang as well? well? You were playing a different. I was on card. MySpace when I was like sixteen. Um, you smashed MySpace. I blew up on MySpace momentarily. Yeah, and uh, no one would remember it because that's didn't uh, Perez fourteen Hilton. years ago. Perez Hilton discovered a song and posted it, and then all of a sudden I was that's like, oh, I "Do you remember you. Perez Hilton? Do you remember? Yeah, I was in uh, South by Southwest, and he met me, and he was like, I'm going to give you a record deal, and I was just like, I've made it. And then <laughs> I remember like meeting all the labels, and I was 16 or 17 at school, and they were like, um, we want to sign you. What producers would you want to work with? And I was like, what's a producer? Yeah, that's always the question they ask to the young bands. Like, I remember my band getting asked that, and we yeah. were like... The uh, best one? Yeah, <laughs> the one that... Does does the best things. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what a producer is, but it sounds good. Um and then I was I was a TV I was the face of BBC three when I was eighteen for Were six you? months. I was. Uh presenter. I was a TV presenter on BBC three in vision continuity. You wouldn't recognise her because she looks like Brian May. Yeah, I looked awful. Really? You can you can, you can have a deep can, deep Google. Can we Google YouTube. pictures of that? It's, you can no, Google it's videos. so it's I have a weird cockney accent. I'm like, You're right, guys, it's Joe and you're on BBC three. Yeah, coming Next up. up we, yeah. <laughs> Let's see what Brian and Peter. Uh, I don't know what that yeah, accent is. is. That? Let's see what Brian and <laughs> wait, Peter are up to. Wait, was Family your, Guy. Was that your Courtney accent? I'm into yeah, I that. Can't, I can't do a it Courtney accent. Good. It's better than my Irish. So. Up, up the apple and pears. 
That's yeah. amazing. I lived in Bow for a while as well. So like, oh, I'm, so do I'm we. Te- we. technically a Cockney, right? Where did you live in Bow? Fairfield Road. So, so do, do we. we. What? what? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> did, did you live, live in the Matchstick Factory? Did you do- no, I lived beside it. So, so do, do we. we. Yeah. Like the opposite. <laughs> what? The opposite. Opposite. We lived or- in Minton Court. Yeah, I think I used to walk past it. Like there I was just go. up the road a little bit. That's very weird. Yeah, if you heard, like, you probably would have heard me blasting your demos. I'd <laughs> ripping it from the internet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can just see it buffering sign <laughs> over the house. Um, so you you, you did the. You, how did you get into the 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 presenting thing? Like, did somebody just see you and go like, she's got personality? Yeah, I guess so. So there was a moment when I was eighteen, and it was just as I was finishing my A levels that I was like, "Well, it's all happening. I'm I'm on telly." I got record record people sniffing at me, um, and it was great. And then I was like, "Oh, she needs to go to." My parents were like, "You need to go to university." So I went to university, uh, and then just kind of played probably like a thousand gigs whilst I was at what uni. Did, what did you study? English literature, Bristol, which was great. And then just put it out there: a thousand gigs is one gig a night <laughs> for three years. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. I was busy. I was busy. Yeah. I was busy. <laughs> Big schedule. Um, and then I kind of was was making music and made probably I don't know five EPs during that time. Wow. Released them all. Um, You're pretty restless, right? I I just used to write a lot. I think, I think. you were also protest like, musicing. Like you were like, I'm at uni, but I really don't want to be, so I'm gonna make music to yeah. F you to my parents. Yeah, exactly. Which is great. This um, is my new EP. Screw you, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Second to be screwed, Dad. <laughs> um, and then I I left university, and and that's when I I kind of I met you in my last year, really. Yeah. And that's we kind of wrote that song, uh, probably in my last you year still of at university. Uni, yeah, I remember. Mm. Um, in my last term, graduated, and then together I was operating under the name Joe's Fanders for that whole period for like those three or four five years, and then um changed my name when I met you and I was like oh I'll, I'll launch a new project because we've got all these new songs that Anthony had produced and that was Layla and then I released four EPs um and really it's cool. so weird like just before I wonder started I was so close to so- hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Signing a record deal. Oh, really? As Layla. 
And a and publishing deal. And, and a really publishing that, deal. That, that could have been bad. So yeah. like, really, a lot of things like the John Lewis advert. It was the year um, Tom Adele got it. And I was the second choice. Yeah. So really small things like that. If that had happened. You would have had to. Yeah, I yeah. wonder wouldn't have existed. I'd yeah. have had to have. And I'm sorry, like, it's really weird, like, how life just works it's out. It's mad you got that slight indoors moment. Like, you know, you, you, you've got, like, a fork in the road. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, that, I mean, when I was, I did, like, a steps to work scheme to get into the BBC to make a cup of tea for, for the, all the people to be the tea boy. But I almost went to, like, UTV because I heard that they paid, like, their interns. And mm. it was like only like forty pound or something like that, and I was like at that point I was just like, Do you know what? Fuck it, I'm just gonna follow follow my heart. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it is. And lucky. you were the tea boy. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh my god! I, I mean, I still still kind of am <laughs> <laughs> to a certain degree. Um. So what 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 stage was it? Did you guys like met? I know you like started working together, but like that didn't just happen out of the blue. Like you didn't look them up on yellow pages, like and just go right. Let's start singing. Yes. So when I was Joe's Fanders, I played a couple gigs in your area. You played in High Wycombe. Which you you were kind of at with some mates. And then equally, my, my best friend was a massive Futures fan. Mm-hmm. So I got dragged to a couple of Futures gigs as like the plus one. Like, oh, this you band came with really your cool. boyfriend. Came with my boyfriend. <laughs> so we'd kind of seen each other play. <laughs> Did you say awkward? awkward yeah. <laughs> I remember meeting him after. I thought, oh, you're taller than me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we'd been at like a few of each other's gigs. So we knew of each other. Mm-hmm. And then Do it you was remember fun. that one gig? It was this thing called Red Fest. Josie came to it. My band were headlining. I don't, we should not have been headlining. Ed Sheeran was supporting us. And he had... What? He had the A-team that week as a number one. So there was like basically floods of people watching him. Yeah. It was like thousands of people like came, like broke down the gates and watched him. And then they all just left. And it was just Josie and two friends in the middle watching our headline set. It was so funny. Oh my God. Yeah. And what has he done since? Yeah, has he done? where where is he? Yeah, Teddy. <laughs> <coughs> but so you like uh, you, you started working together, and then obviously like the a wonder thing sort of like took a couple of years to sort of formulate. You started the songwriting partnership, and then when was the the move to decide to become art like artists like forward facing, front facing? It 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 kind of the world made the decision for us. Um, Because I guess it was when, it was a really weird scenario actually, we'd kind of released three or four songs, you know, like they were being played on the radio by people like yourself, there were people being like, oh can you come and play a gig? And obviously we'd been working for 10 years before under numerous aliases, Mm -hmm. just trying to get that sort of attention. And then it was like it just happened. It just happened for a wonder. We did. We weren't asking people to listen. We like we were the most inactive or, or or like not proactive. I don't know what the, the answer. We were like forward facing. We were just letting stuff happen. We like had no manager. We we were just like this is a bit of fun. And I think that's probably it's always the way, isn't it? You could try yeah. try so much of something and then trying hard doesn't work. And yeah, <laughs> do, do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, stay at home, kids. It's almost don't like. Bother. Yeah, your aloofness is like inf- infectious. You know what I mean? Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. 100%. And I think we just labelled it this side project for almost like a year. We're like, oh no, it'll it'll fade away, and we'll just make our own record still. Yeah, we were waiting for, to just release a song the next month, and no one listened to it, and it, that that was fun, you know. But it it just kept ascending. Mm-hmm. So then there was a point we I remember having a discussion, being like, we should probably focus on this a bit more. I remember we had separate managers. We we're like, oh, our managers will probably meet. Five months in, or six months in, or something. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, yeah. Do do like do they still both manage you? No, no they no. don't. Um, 
but at that point we were like oh let's play like four gigs and we all got together we we're like where should we do four gigs and i remember we did like london la new york and yeah, that's. I remember that. It was like that was badass. <laughs> it really it was badass. It all sold out in a day. We were like, yeah. literally, what is happening? We're just yeah, like completely blagging it. I, I actually, no I really remember that because, like, I suppose, like, we can get to that bit because, like, it, it kind of started was well, September two thousand and fourteen, when you dropped the first song on SoundCloud and you sort of did one every single month after mm. that. And, I mean, like, the numbers that you were getting on soundcloud i bet you wish you had done it on spotify now because like you would have got paid for it <laughs> um and we wouldn't have had a record deal we'd have owned all those masters yeah like, yeah, yeah. but listen, slowly but whatever listen, it's, it seems to be going all right for you like yeah, yeah it's um yeah. but yeah going to going to release everything on soundcloud it really took off and it took off straight away like do, do you know what that was down to do you, like what was the thing that spread that around I think we hit a sweet spot of timing. It was when like Hype Machine was a thing. And people oh God, blogs. yeah, Hype Machine. Is there was some... blogs, there was music yeah. blogs. People read music blogs and were really informed by music blogs. Uh -huh. I remember things like Hilly Dilly. And just Hilly like Dilly, Best Finding Fit. amazing music through it was music. Yeah. Well, they still put it in planes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then all like this a whole subset of them really smaller blogs that had like a really avid readership. Mm. And we we messaged a couple of the blogs, just like I've had some of our favourite blogs that we we were readers of being mm -hmm. like, Hey guys, we're big fans of your blog. We've just made a song. And I think the anonymity was helpful mm -hmm. um, because we kept getting emails back being like, who are you guys? Where are you? You know, where are you? From? And it was, that was quite funny with like record labels as well because they were like <gasps> sniffing around. Yeah. And they were like, can we meet you guys? Because they haven't even seen a picture of us. They don't know our names. We Could have been like us. two like 95 year olds. <laughs> exactly. That would have been a better story. Yeah, yeah. Two better. like big hairy bikers. <laughs> the fact or is, like... Josie didn't have teeth. She'd knocked all her teeth out. She hit them on a curb. So we couldn't meet anyone because she literally looked like Voldemort. Yeah. And um, <laughs> oh my so we god, just that, held that, off that, meetings, that... and it kind of built hype with record labels in a so hilarious way. That would have been a real badass photo, though. Yeah, I know. Yeah, right? <laughs> and you went in for a meeting for your old, for your your side project, We the yeah, Wild. At Sony. And there was an A and R that was like, "Yeah, your your stuff really reminds. Have you heard of this new band? Oh Wonder." I went and in for like a producer sit there and just yeah. nod and go, "Yeah, I have. They're really good." <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I do dig it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, fair play to that A and R person or scout. Like, yeah. Yeah, at least, yeah, yeah, At least you know you they're good. The dots. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that's that's pretty good. <laughs> so, like, when you say that, like, a couple of blogs, and like, well, a lot of blogs and stuff were, were were sharing it, but they all bought into the project. Like, they all bought into the sort of the one song every mm. twelve twelve months. Or, sorry, one song every month for for uh, twelve months. And every song just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Like the the numbers that you were doing were really impressive. I mean, like this, obviously the music was really good. Like, I mean, this is a complete given when we talk about music, right? Really, because like I wouldn't be here interviewing you for shit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like the the way it was building, I'd never seen anything like it before. It felt felt unique. Yeah. In hindsight, I think actually what it was it that was the middle gap between people consuming albums and what we have now, which is people consuming songs. Yeah. And that was like that year, if I look back actually, yeah. with perspective, yeah. was the year between people being like, oh, I don't really have time to listen to a whole album. I want something more ingestible versus like now you just have like four singles. Off one. So we were kind of like bridging the gap maybe for people. Like you don't need that much attention. It's three we minutes never, every month. The whole time we never called it an album. We just packaged it as an album after 12 months. 
we weren't working towards an album it was just like we're doing a song a month but it does come up like on your discography yeah no like yeah a, it does as a record doesn't oh, it yeah well we signed a record deal and they were like you need to release this <laughs> <laughs> album. yeah you've signed an album <laughs> and you have 13 songs yeah so like come on let's see. well i mean a lot of people get around that like a lot of people call it like well put out 13 songs and they'll call it a mixtape or a mm. like a, a short album yeah, or, and yeah. Like, there's all these various different ways and means around it i mean i see artists coming out and they'll have released an album beforehand and obviously a label comes on later and decides that's not actually really an album that's a mixtape and this yeah. is your debut album that happens quite yeah. a lot yeah. Like going, yeah oh my god you're really overthinking this do you know what i mean was <laughs> there like was there like an industry sort of backlash at the way you were you were doing things um, i think uh, initially people were like that's a bit like people thought maybe a bit stupid i remember like being in a few level meetings they're like oh obviously like when you stop doing the song a month thing um because they didn't really like it because they had no way of making money from that really yeah yeah from business perspective it wasn't a good idea but for us as a band who but they couldn't monetize base. they couldn't monetize no way of monetizing that no. no so there's no real upside for for no, them exactly. apart from the fact that they're probably just signing you to get you for the next album really yeah but creatively it's it's awesome because now obviously the songs you release in on their own are, are, are touted or marked as like the singles that you're gonna like send to radio and because we were in this long-term bubble creatively i guess you were like well, the next song I'm going to release, it doesn't have to be a single. We don't have a, we hadn't earmarked any of the songs as singles. They were all were singles. Yeah. You, you, like, you were fairly good at writing. You're not really one of these bands that writes album songs. Like, you know, like, I, like when, when I listened to, as in like. All, I feel like they all, all album all, songs. But though. that's what I mean. Like all the songs are really good enough for quality. Like you can pretty much release whatever, like, and it'll do well. Oh, and right, in, in, yeah. the, in the traditional sense of releasing, like. You, none like, of them are amazing and none of them are terrible. I think they're all just all right. We do middle of the road very well. <laughs> yeah, that's where we're sitting. Yeah, we're standing on the white lines. <laughs> um, but like, the yeah, I mean, it, it was a pretty badass way of uh, of like uh, approaching it. And then the worldwide sort of success came, as as you said, like, you know, you, I just remember because I, I was speaking to your manager like in a, like, I mean, I think he was humouring me more than anything. Um, about what signing us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it was just, I remember I, the conversations just, happening. Yeah, 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 I was just being, I was being, I've been humoured quite a lot of times. <laughs> like, um, but I had a good, really good ear around that time because I was trying to sign Leon Bridges, I think, at the wow. same time, wow. and Lapsley. Oh and, yeah, and so that yeah, we were just like boom, 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 boom. We got none of them, guys. <laughs> just keep going. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Rightfully so. He's of all had better careers because of it. I think like, um, but I remember like the conversation about like. Uh, we're doing these three shows and it was one in london and one in new york and one in paris that was the three wasn't in it? LA as well, in la yeah. in la for um and i was like you're mad <laughs> you haven't even they haven't played it what like it was, this it no, was stupid this it's isn't so this isn't gonna work and then like yeah, <laughs> yeah it like sells out what in an hour or something yeah it was i made that um that poster on my laptop i used to make all of our artwork and all of our posters on microsoft word we didn't have like I don't know if Microsoft Word not so even not make, even MS Paint no <laughs> you'd something make, that's suited towards that you'd make like a text box and that would be the background and then you'd screenshot it and then cut out the artwork and we've just found these images on Google yeah that's time. how we made all of that artwork it's so rogue I hope no one uh, yeah and the tour poster looks, I remember making the tour poster so I wouldn't want to look at it now. No. It'd be awful it doesn't matter though like I mean it doesn't like, like a, tour, a tour poster is a tour poster uh, like 
If it sells out, it doesn't really matter oh, what yeah. the yeah, temples yeah. are looking like. Yeah, as long as it got sold out. So does it? Yeah. It was beautiful. It was just so. That's my point. Is it? Innocence. Everything was unthought. It was yeah. very naive and like, well, why wouldn't you just go to LA for your second ever show with ten people on a plane? Like, We've never been to like West Coast before never in been, our lives. Mental. Like, why wouldn't you do that? It was like beautiful. Um, but, but it's not even just like those sort of major cities that you sort of broke in. Like you, you've got success now in like all over the world, really. Like, like what the as you said you're like what are you traveling to bangkok tomorrow or today yeah bangkok? it's really it's, it's is weird. that for press or something or is that for the, show that's or? for press, press and a few like little we're playing in like some bars um, and then we like to promote a showcase. big show in um it, it yeah we were we kind of went on a that that first album went within the first year like platinum in like russia china the philippines indonesia it's just like rant like we've never been to russia yeah and then our album was gold there or something, and you're like, what? How many How? do you have to sell in Russia to go gold? Because obviously, yeah. obviously, Six. I was, but like, but the thing is, like, Russia's <laughs> fucking massive, yeah. right? So like, it's got like, a, I, I'm not going to pretend to even know how many people are in it, but I'd say I assume in the hundreds of millions. Um, well, Russia's massive, but I don't think it's actually that densely populated. I no, it's it's kind of like Australia, inhabitable, but way bigger. Yeah. That yeah, a lot of it. Really pro for me. I still have. So every idea. band is gold in Russia, basically. <laughs> if you put a song on SoundCloud, yes. you're gold. Every band is gold in Russia. <laughs> nah. um, but like, it must be great to sort of see the world that way. Although uh, when when I do, when you think about an artist going on tour, you think about it like being like a holiday and all this that and the other. But you don't really get to see much other than a tour bus in the back of a venue, do you? We try really hard to. Like in, for example, Russia, we went to the Hermitage Museum. To an amazing bar, they went for a Russian bath. To be fair, we did quite a lot. We, we did quite a lot. I think it's those exotic bar. places like Russia where you're like, I'm probably not going to see it ever again. Yeah, yeah. So you need um, to make the most of it. Yeah, you make good use of it. Saying that, we're going back in like three months. <laughs> yeah, we are. But we we try to see a lot. Are you pretty sensible on the road, like with how you approach it? Like, I, I'd imagine the fact that you are like a couple means that you're like looking out for each other. Um, when when you're on the road, other rather than being in a yeah, like a couple of young lads in a band yeah, yeah, who are yeah. just drinking themselves into oblivion every night. <laughs> it's definitely not hedonistic. Our touring basically looks like we wake up, we do some sort of exercise, we drink water, we go to see some tourist spot, we get a really nice brunch with avocados on toast. Wherever <laughs> we, <do laughs> we are in the we world. We do our sound check, we eat some sushi, we do a gig, we meet some fans and we go to bed. It's like so chill. I mean, it's a great day. It's, a, it's a unbelievable, but I don't know how anybody and maybe in the olden days i don't know if people do it in the olden days i don't know if people do it now like i don't know how you can oh, they definitely come off stage and get <laughs> fucked up and drink tequila and still be on form the ne- i can't yeah i've the, never been able to do the, that. The, there are acts that do that but it's becoming less and less i was speaking to a band um probably about 21 22 and mm. you like assume like 10 years ago they would have been the sort of band that would be out doing that yeah no man kids are way smarter than than they don't really like, drink these days no nah, like, i mean like like sort of teenage like like my cousins and stuff that are teenagers don't drink that much like at all if if, if mm. even it's weird to go to like country gigs and stuff and like back in ireland really? and just dance all night that's so, amazing and, and, like they, they haven't ingested any any um illicit substances or like any, any of the things that like would would have made people dance from about the yeah, 50s exactly, onwards yeah. like do you know what i mean booze or drugs That's so wholesome. Uh, yeah exactly there's a wholesome generation coming up behind us like yeah i reckon we did it once and we got really drunk before a show the next day Boss, just the next thing i know someone's waking me up and we we're playing a festival and it's like 
half past five and I'm on my on my bunk and someone's like, you're on stage in 30 minutes. I was oh my like, God. You, and woke up with sick. Yeah. And then someone's like, just push me on stage. And I, I don't, I was. It, I remember oh. it was in Louisville, Kentucky, mm. which is the home of KFC. And the <laughs> only thing at the festival, <laughs> before we went on stage, catering was KFC because the festival was at the back of the biggest KFC in the world. Yeah. And it was. That sounds like my dream. Done, yeah. <laughs> it was amazing that, when you're hungover and told to get on stage. Yeah. The last thing you want is a chicken thigh in your mouth. It was, oh, that was, <laughs> that was so bad. I was sick twice on stage. Yeah, so that on stage. Us, yeah. yeah, my mate who tours with us, Luke, he was just at the side of the stage of the bucket. And I'm here when you need me, bro. Fuck! Did people actually see you be sick? Like, do you? No, reckon? that was a lovely curtain. Yeah. yeah, Luke's very good at just placing himself. See, everybody who was watching that probably was thinking, like, he's just gone behind that curtain to do drugs. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, yeah, if you're, over. You're, you're, you're yeah. like watching like Led Zeppelin, like back in the day, like when yeah. John Bonham would do like a drum solo for Moby Dick, and all the rest of them would come off stage and come back a lot more amped than they had, <laughs> yeah. like beforehand. You'd be like, going, God, the man from a wonder really hits him hard, doesn't he? He's just <laughs> be, being sick from a hangover. Maybe I was just eating back. chicken, not being but sick. I could never do that again because I remember going to Luxembourg to see a festival. And do you remember? Do you remember the band Battles? Any, any, oh, I love that band. Yeah, yeah I great. went to see them, and they all were they were on Did something. You Luxembourg. Yeah, I went to Luxembourg just to see them. Wow. And they Amazing. were on something, and it was one of the worst things I've ever seen. And I and then I've yeah. always that stuck with me that like people have saved up money to watch you play. You have to be a hundred percent professional. Yeah, I remember like watching the Strokes back when I, I was, remember like, watching a, the Strokes like back when in the in the bad old days with. Uh, like when Julian, Cass- well, all of them really. It was before they sort of got clean, or I'd imagine got clean. But yeah, uh, yeah I saw them play Loxy when I was a teenager, and I was like, oh, I'm so let down. Like, I, I, I mean, I think I was wearing the same jacket as them. I was like, oh. you know, like really into that sort of stuff. And I was like, I just want them to be good. But part of me also, who like loved the rock and roll sort of badness of it all, was kind of like, you know, young and naive and was yeah, kind of yeah. a little bit like, this is really cool, cool, even though it sounds like shit. I remember I watched them at Two in the Park years ago. And he just didn't face the crowd. He was just like, oh, yeah, what's what's the point? Yeah, exactly. We're so good and famous. We don't even need to try <laughs> anymore. Um, huh? Is it difficult as a as a couple um, touring the world, or is it is it better? Could you imagine doing it without each other? It's a bit of both, probably. Yeah, I couldn't imagine doing it on my own because I think I just get really lonely. But you can't. You can't. Like, I mean, the positives are obviously like someone to take care of you and vice versa yeah but then yeah. also like there's there's no space no like, space you don't have any personal space and i think for a, any sort of healthy relationship to happen oh, yeah. you need personal space right absence makes the heart grow fonder yeah so we, we kind of absence. We, and two we, we i notice it sometimes we like just switch into like business mode and we're like we aren't boyfriend and girlfriend we are in a band mm-hmm and you'll find like a day would go by and you're like, I haven't even, we haven't even kissed each other because you're just so like in work mode. Yeah. So it's, it, it t- definitely takes conscious effort, doesn't it? To like, I think as well, it'll, it'll be easier moving forward because we had to, we didn't have to, but we wanted the music to do the talking in it like for the first few years. We didn't say to, to anyone that we we're a couple. Mm. So like in public, we just like wouldn't hold hands. It was very like, Sterile. Sterile. And you're sleeping on bunk beds. It's like the whole thing is very unromantic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, you've got 15 other guys on the <laughs> bus. Isn't it? If it's a if it's a rocking, don't come knocking. Is that the one? That's the <laughs> one. Oh, that never happened. Yeah. Are you more likely to argue about being in the band, like when you're on the road, or more likely to have sort of a petty like squabble lovers? We've, we've never argued about I wonder in our lives ever. Which is, I know, no. like, it sounds crazy. That's mad because, like, I actually thought, like, to myself, 
when I was coming up here and I was like sort of writing some questions, I was like, I refuse to believe that they've ever argued. We got we argue, but like never about I wonder because we're all we just have this like mutual respect of like if one of us doesn't like something, then you just don't we'll even try pursue it. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't ever force something because both of you have to adore something to to do it. Yeah. Adore the idea, whatever. It's small personal stuff that you, you argue about because you're just someone. Cause been with each other for like. Have you taken my charger lead? Yeah. You've <laughs> yeah. taken my charger lead. Get your own fucking charger lead. Joe said a great one the other day. I was driving the car. Oh, here we go. No, you were driving the car. Oh my god. And I was like, she's like, "Where's the key?" I was like, "Whoa, that's a that's a tone." Um, yeah. the key's in my pocket. I've got the key. She was like. The driver always has the key. I was like, the key was just on me today. And then every time we've got in the car since, you've had the key as a passenger. As a passenger. I know. And that, that the key? is a riveting story, yeah. isn't it? I mean, I mean that. That's. Are you a, glad you've come all that, the way from Brighton? <laughs> Should we end it there? <laughs> that's, but that's the sort of shit that like couples really do quibble about. Yeah. Like, uh, I think. Uh, like the like the only reason my, me and my wife will ever get divorced is over phone leads and laptop charger leads <laughs> and the big stuff and have you like ha, like normally I'll leave the house and I'll pack away the charger lead and I'll, her hers will be in the bag as well and then she'll phone me going you've taken both leads again I can't I use my laptop <laughs> today so I can't. this yeah exactly this is a sort of shit in a way it's it, this is kind of like almost like. 360 therapy where we're all, yeah, we're all, we're all exactly, getting it out yeah. except my wife she's not she's not here to defend herself god bless her um but speaking of which right i've never um i'm trying to think back i've, I've thought deeply about this but i don't think i've ever done an interview or definitely i've done a podcast anyway with a an a, like a an act where two of, two of them are going out yeah mm. i guess um, it's quite rare yeah so i was like i kind of wanted to like play a little game <gasps> Um, yeah, well, it's it's basically like a bastardized version of Mr. and Mrs. <clears throat> Love that. Where yeah. does the bastardized bit come in? Well, because like I've just ripped, I've just I've just ripped it off. Fine. <laughs> yeah, um, and uh, yeah, I'm just gonna ask you your favorite album, favorite show, least favorite show, least favorite band or artist, and I'm gonna get least favorite. Yeah, but I'm gonna get you to answer for the other, <gasps> and then you have to tell me whether it's right or not. Okay. That is great, and you have to be honest with it as well. Okay, I mean, we could, like I could be leaving here. We know I could be leaving here, well and an argument might be starting directly if after I, this. If I lied, you'd know when to lie for me. Yeah, if I wanted to cover up the band wow. that I really hated. You'd know who. Wait, to you lie do about. hate quite a lot of bands, though. Oh yeah, I mean, like, yeah, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, we'll start right. Okay. okay. Um, let's see. What do you think his favorite album is? Oh, we had this chat the other day. You, but your memory is also awful. No, no, no. You, we had different ones. You said yours was, oh god, Transatlanticism by Death Cab for Cutie. That's a pretty good album. Oh no, but it could also be mm. The Reminder by Feist, mm. or it could be Blue by Joni Mitchell. It's The Reminder by Feist. Is it The Reminder by Feist? Okay. Followed by Plans. Well, you I don't. Know, I don't know. You if... little bugger! You said it was Transatlanticism. I said mine was flat. You're talking about squabbles. <laughs> <laughs> um, so no, okay, no, so also good. all right. Well, same, same, one. same question reversed back. Yeah. Okay, Josephine's plans by. Yeah, right. Yeah. All right. Well, so I think that was a giveaway. You kind of cheated on that, really. <laughs> um, what was your favorite O Wonder show? No cheating. No, no looking. Um, so what's his favorite? Yeah. Ooh. I don't. I, I yeah. I don't want you to be like talking okay. this one out like Yours the last one. Was um, Manila 
in Samsung Hall in the Philippines in 2000 and... All right with the date. The seventh hour of the fourth month. <laughs> um, it was that show. It was. Well done. And right back at you. Academy. Absolutely. Well done. Oh, good. Nailed Beautiful it. brought tear to my eye. Um, <laughs> least favourite or wonder show? Brutal question. What do you think Josephine's is? Poor. There was that one where you lost your voice. <laughs> the, corp- you basically... the corpse show. Corpse? Everyone. <laughs> it was the worst show to lose my voice because everyone in the audience were like corpses. They just oh, that was the worst. They that just was... didn't know how to move. They, um, they just stood there and watched. Was... Portland, Maine. They the weren't with us. It was bad. Yeah, that was. Don't say the city now. Sorry if you're listening and you came to I that know, show. To that we show, loved it. It was, it was Best show ever. unbelievable. It was just a bad show. It was just a bad show. Um, I think that was your least favourite. Your least favourite was Love Box. <laughs> <laughs> Never put those two words together. Yeah. Um, but there was a, everything went wrong that could have gone wrong. It's down to like someone had patched in all our, all our mics and, the, and our in-ear stuff in the wrong bits. So the guy on the stage, like one of the techs from Love Box Festival, was having his lunch and chatting to his mate, but he had a, like a lapel mic on. <laughs> and the whole conversation was just being relayed to us during the show. He was so eating his we like, were like, sandwich. What's up, Lovebox? How are you doing? He's like, oh, mate, this chicken sandwich is absolutely banging. <laughs> oh, it was like that. And we were like... This battle is awful. We were like trying to gesture to someone to be like, we can hear this conversation. What's happening? Hello, Lovebox. I can hear the tech, tech guy <laughs> talking about his pang chicken sandwich. <laughs> That's what we should have done. We should have done that. And then every, your guitar broke, your keyboard broke, the whole thing broke. Also, we'd arrived from Latvia and we had not eaten. And they came to stage <laughs> just before we went on with... A beef burger. A we beef were all vegetarian at the, at the time. time. We were all vegetarian. We're like, like, great, guess we're having a brioche shit. bun for lunch. Thanks. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah, love, love box. Oh. Have us back, yeah? yeah. <laughs> um, and last one, least favourite band or artist? Oh, that's a brutal question, isn't it? Least favorite band. I never really talk harshly on. My, I, I'm pretty brutal. Like, you'll know my worst mm. song. Worst song. That song I just hate. I actually have two songs I hate. Wow. Anyway, and it's well, not I've never the question. Heard you to them, so it's <laughs> <such> a... <laughs> they, they are for your reference. Journey, don't stop believing, and the REM one. Which one? Everybody really? hurts. Like, everybody hurts. That's, that's so that's miserable. unbelievably good. What a <laughs> lyric. It's just saying, come <laughs> on, bro, we all hurt. It's all good. Oh, it's just wind, though, isn't it? Um, wow. I love both of those songs. They're both great songs. <laughs> so, um, the Journey one is just because of when I was at uni, every morning when I was a fresher, the, like, school, like, the, the halls council would just play it at 9am really that's loudly. Really Fucking hell, that's like torture. So you'd, have like, you'd have like a, like, you know, you've drunk like a bottle of Sainsbury's basic gin the night before yeah. at 9am. It's like, don't stop. <laughs> and you're just like, what? You're like, that is damn bad. it, dying um, glee club. Cool. <laughs> I'm saying 65% of New Music Friday you hate. <laughs> Absolutely wrong. I listen to that every Friday. Yeah, but how much of it do you hate? No, I, I quite enjoy it. That's such a you? such a diplomatic that way of getting, getting out. It's either you're hating everybody <laughs> or you're hating nobody. I'm not really quite sure. Um, I did say an artist, but like I'll, I'll give you a playlist. Oh, right? okay. okay. You hate music. Right? You, you're very, you're, you, oh man. I'm trying to think like who you, um, detest. who do you detest? I don't know. You get really angry at like 
bans on Jules Holland that are really bad. <laughs> just do that. Or like you hate do that properly. You hate like a band because the drummer's on like a st- stood up cocktail kit and at, and then you'd be like absolutely awful. Yeah. You just, you're just you really I'm, scathing. So it's pedantic. Like, it's really, like, it's very pedantic. It's the little pedantic things that, yeah. that, that get you going. Yeah. Okay, well, well done, guys, and getting you're out of that. You're very diplomatic and, on and, that and, ending. And, Sorry. Yeah, very, very diplomatic. <laughs> you're, you're not going to start a war of war, words anyway. <laughs> um, uh, so, like, yeah, the new album, uh, and No One Else Can Wear Your Crown, is coming out. And by the time this podcast goes out, it will be out. Um, the vinyl is here. It's number one. <laughs> it's in a number one. Well, like, did you do you have like those aspirations? Because oh, obviously geez. the first album in the UK was like number like in the twenties, wasn't it? And then the last one was number eight. As um, long as it's not like a hundred eightieth, I think like that would be p- pretty yeah. depressing. I don't even think the chart goes down that low. <laughs> I think it was, like if you haven't like got into like the top like a hundred and fifty, then we should sell the dog. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> first to go. But, um, First in, last it's out. Always like a last nice, in, first out. <laughs> it's a nice bonus, but it's obviously like all our label are like gunning for a good chart position. That's because like, if they get a good chart position, they'd probably get bonuses or yeah, they, exactly. they get get promotions exactly. and stuff. Does it bother you as much? Oh no, no. It's, I think it's a weird. Like... I, yeah, I think if I'm being really honest, I'd be a bit gutted if no one listened to it. Like I don't think we're at that stage where that's going to happen. But like, yeah, but do that, do you still have that fear? Of course, every yeah, day. Every oh my day. god! Yeah, it's a, we still make music in that way as well. Like, oh god, no, no one's going to like this. This needs to be really good. Like, it's really good. Well done. And we're like, oh god, sweating about it. Is yeah. it? Is it? Are you at the point in your career with three albums that you can almost rank them? Like, can you? Or like, is that like choosing your favorite child? Yeah, I think I could. Go on then. I'd say the new you're one not is... so, You're not so diplomatic when it's about your own stuff now. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> how, how would you rank them? I would probably rank them 3-1-2. So would I. Would you? Yeah. But I think the second album is always going to be like that because we made it very quickly. Yeah, second album. Well, do you, do you have regrets on the second album? Like, it sounds like you might. Not regrets. There's Yeah, there's been, like, loads of conversations in hindsight about how... Um, there was like loads of legs left in the first album, maybe. Mm-hmm. In that, it's really rare, right, that an album connects like that. Not that it was absolutely massive, but like really rare to be able to go and tour the world off just releasing an album online mm-hmm. at the time, anyway. And I think there were there were loads of people at that point that were like, "Just let's just go for this." Like, there's it. still legs in it, and I think we were just like, "But we want to make new music." Um, so we shoehorned making the album in, in literally like six weeks between two tours. Yeah. Um, and I'm really proud of that album, but I think it was just it was made in like too swift, too swift. Yeah, and I think I'm really proud of what we did within that time frame. But ha- oh, yeah. having a bigger, you know, more weeks, more months to make it. How long did this one take to write? Obviously, you guys move fast. It was probably, probably made done in, in six months. Six months, like written and still quite recorded. fast for for a record. Like yeah, but we because it's because we do it all ourselves. Like we didn't leave the house. To make any of it so it's only down to us to make there's no one like carrying any of the weight yeah which but in that same bad. time so we've just like as i said like our and r came around this morning and we've just worked out the next five songs to release so like that was we also in that time wrote the next five so i guess we wrote yeah. an album and a half we probably wrote like 45 as in like t- like because I, I i saw um tim when i was coming in yeah like was that you picking the singles for the yeah we've got them they're oh. on that sheet of paper in front of you <laughs> right um, okay for like the order. next after this album 
Right, so the new album's coming out. Yeah. And obviously, the way you've just ranked it um, means that you're very proud of it. So I, I can't wait to share this podcast with your your fans So because it would like, connect as like a little fun accompaniment with it. Yeah, yeah 100%. It was all made in this room, which is kind of fun. Yeah, we've never done any sort of interview in this room. Dun, dun, God, dun. you're a man so at first. What else ma- a man at first. What else are we going to do with you, Phil? I'm a maverick. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for inviting me into your house, into your studio. Um, good luck with the new album and all the other fun things that are coming up in 2020. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks, Thanks for having is finally over and sport is back on now tv it's lights out and away we go where you can watch sky sports premier sports and bt sport together and all without a contract what a fantastic part so whether there's a day week or whole month of action you just can't miss you can now stream the lot oh it's a fabulous goal this is your sport on your terms search now tv sports to find out more 18 plus content streamed via internet full terms apply Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.